0: Thanks for tuning into this episode of Midland Unplugged. You can listen on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as Midland National Annuity senior leaders and guests discuss our latest products, value-add programs, and ease of business initiatives. You can subscribe to Apple Podcasts and Spotify by clicking the link in the video. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, I'm your host, Chris Nelson, and I'm excited to have you join us for this episode of our radio series, Midland Unplugged. Before we kick off today's episode, I'm pleased to be joined by our very own Associate Vice President of Strategic Marketing, Isaac Norton. Isaac, welcome to the studio.
1: Thank you, Chris. Happy to be here. How are you doing today? Not bad. You know, it's, uh, it's been a great year so far. Uh, our company's done well. Uh, it's just a great time to be in financial services and in fixed index annuities. Well, we're delighted to
0: have you in the studio today to talk more about our latest research endeavor project, APEX. And how it can motivate and guide our agents, advisors, and financial professionals. So I know there's a lot of valuable information that you want to share with our agents today regarding Project Apex. So I want to split the topic into a two part episode. So before we go more in depth with part one, would you mind sharing a little bit more about yourself and your role?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So I've been in the industry for 15 plus years, uh, multiple carriers, so I've kind of a unique perspective of seeing across that way. Uh, And I've been within the annuity marketing space pretty much that entire time. And so I've had a a good uh, perspective on how our field talks about annuities, uh, financial services, and just how they market them and uh, the value proposition that our products bring. Um, my team right now, uh, I lead a team responsible for our marketing content strategy for, uh, for our company, for the annuity division, um, not just content strategy, but also creative services and brand. Uh, and finally, our marketing operations area, so event management, print fulfillment. So a lot of different things. I kind of say anything from a promotional lens, marketing lens that's leaving our building around uh, fixed index annuities, my great team is really pushing that. So it's a long time in the industry, all these different carriers. Uh, you've seen a
0: lot of things just change over the years. Where do you feel we're at as an industry right now?
1: So it's it's a great time right now. I I always think with fixed index annuities, no matter how the market outside is doing, whether it's going up or you know having its challenges. I know there's a lot of talk of recession or whatever the value prop is still strong no matter what. If, if the market's going up, it's still a good place to be. The market's going down, it's a great place to also be. So um, what I think in from a marketing standpoint is I think the industry has figured out the, the story around fixed index annuities does not need to be complicated. It is very straightforward, very simple, and one that clients are really grabbing onto as we're seeing just um, uh, sales and FIA production just really skyrocketing right now. So for agents unfamiliar with Project Apex,
0: can you give us a little overview of what Project Apex is and how it can benefit their book of business?
1: Well, Apex, we chose that word intentionally. Uh, for those that, that don't know, it's, it's not a big SAT word out there, right? It's really just kind of the high point of a mountain or high point of a certain item. And, and that's really what we meant behind it is how do top-producing Agents, advisors, and and when I use advisor, financial professional, I kind of use that across the board. I'm not, you know, those folks know what licenses sure. they hold sure. and what title they can give themselves. So I'm going to kind of use them interchangeably. But we know that folks want to get to the top of their profession, but we know that that's very difficult. And for folks in financial professionals that are in the financial services realm, um, it can be challenging because you're you're working with clients, you have. Hours of unanswered calls or in our world texts now, right? Um, No show appointments. We've all been there. Maybe we were the person that didn't show for that appointment. Um, And just how do you build that practice as a small business owner and then continually grow and ways to keep getting better? And so – this actually all sparked when um, I was reading The Millionaire Next Door. So very famous publication, one of the biggest uh, pieces of research around millionaires, so net worth millionaires specifically. How do they think? How do they talk? What do they do? How did they get to, to, this, uh, to this point in their sort of financial journey? That same concept, I was thinking this would be really interesting on top financial professionals and advisors. What do they do? How do they think? Um, you know, uh, how do they operate their business model? Is it different? How Do they use referrals? Do they not? So kind of the full end-to-end spectrum of of what that looks like. And so um, I am a bit of a, a nerd when it comes to research like this, Chris. I think uh, hopefully you know that. We know. Yep. We know. Uh, yep. And uh, so we did both quantitative and qualitative. So from the quantitative standpoint, we did a full deep dive survey to hundreds. Of advisors who would fit what we would call the model of of a top producing advisor, specifically in fixed index annuities. Um, So, we did a big um, research uh, survey that way. We also did a series of uh, very in depth interviews with um, dozens of, again, these top producing advisors, um, just so we could dig into some topics a little bit more, have that follow up, um, and dig into it. So, again, ultimately, the end goal was what drives these top producers to be who they are but also what what did their journey look like because we want to ultimately help you know maybe those advisors who aren't don't feel like they're quite there yet how do they take the next steps and get to that point i think that's a great point because everybody has to start somewhere right and then you
0: look at these folks that have made it to the pinnacle of success or, or what they define as success and at some point you go from just being a salesman to owning a business and and moving that forward, right? So I think it's a great overview. It sounds like Project Apex is a great way for our agents to hear from those top annuity producers and which helps them increase their own book of business and take their professional portfolio to the next level.
1: Yeah, and what's interesting too, as we've dug into this, is Apex is probably a bit of a misnomer because as we're going to learn... These advisors don't actually feel that they're done, right? Right? They, you know, we see them as kind of the high point of this, but they really don't. They, it's continual. And what what I'm excited about for this episode is, um, and for this series is, I'm actually going to share some actual quotes that we received from these advisors when we did the survey and we did the interviews to help sort of crystallize where we're headed with it. So, for all of our agents looking to take that next step in their career, uh, where would you suggest they start? Well, like any kind of beginning, you start with foundation, you know, so if you use a house as an example, let's start with a foundation. Um, the kind of, uh, again, ironic part of it is, and I'll use my uh, own home as an example, um, you know, my wife would tell me, we're not done with this house yet. There are still other projects we could do. And that's really what we hear from these top advisors is um, you're going to start with a, fin- a foundation foundation. Um, but you're never going to stop growing. And that's really the first thing that we heard from these folks is, I'm not a finished product. Uh, I'm going to be a student of my craft. I'm continually growing. I haven't stopped growing my business. Now, they may change how they operate within that business, hiring more staff, all of those things, but they – view themselves sort of introspectively that I'm not a finished product, I'm going to continue growing. So that's kind of the first thing. That's that mentality. And I I think that's great. I mean, it's always been said, if you're not growing, you're shrinking. Yeah. I mean, there, there is no stagnant. Yep, And I would say these folks, you know, we did some research a couple of years back during COVID. These are the folks that actually saw their business grow during COVID. Sure. Everyone was panicking and, you know, uh, all the businesses that we, you know, as consumers use trying to find different ways. But the people who actually found unique ways actually found their business to grow during one of the hardest times we've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and it was pretty interesting to watch. So that was kind of a, a little aside there. Um, so one is they have a mindset. I'm not, I'm not done growing. The second piece of it is they are very open-minded to new experiences, um, and networking with others. Um, so I'm going to share one of the quotes we got here. I'll, I'll share this piece of advice, network, 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 you've got to get out. You've got to mix and mingle. You can't sit in an office all day. You've got to get out and meet people so they know who you are and what you're doing. I thought that's a great quote. It it seems so simple when you read it, uh, but it actually made me think of another quote that I know of from um, Charlie Tremendous Jones. So he's uh, kind of a a thought leader and actually a financial services alumni um, who was in our space for a while. But his quote is, you will be the same person in five years as you are today, except for the people you meet and the book you read or the books you read. Well, our top advisors are the people who are meeting a ton of people, networking like crazy, and, by the way, as a, another small side, avid readers. Avid, uh, and I know you would appreciate this, Chris, but they are in books, they are in education, and they are growing because of it. They're not staying the same.
0: right. I think that's a great quote. I like that a lot. I think networking, getting your name out there, is a great way and an easy way for our agents to meet potential clients.
1: Right, and when you talk with people, if you're asking someone for a referral on, you know, a, a, a person you need for a certain service, it's always like, oh, I got a guy, I got a yeah. gal, I got this type of person, right? And that's yep. that's through networking. So, um, so we talked about don't stop growing. We're open to new experiences in networking. The third is building relationships. And that's really kind of on the client side of it. So when I saw this too, I'm like, well, of course you want to build relationships. But what we saw as a tactical example is they were big on value adds for their clients. Things that had nothing to do with a fixed index annuity, they would help them with paperwork on retirement, you know, through a company. Um, You know, especially uh, one specific example we heard were Gov- uh, clients who are working with the government, when they retired, it turns out our government has a lot of paperwork <laughs> that's very difficult to do. Right. Um, these advisors would jump right in there and say, hey, I'll help you with that. It sure. has nothing to do with the business I'm working with you on. I'll help you with paperwork. I'll help you figure out you know the different things as you're approaching that stage. So having that mindset of what are the value adds, the ways I can, as it said, add value to this relationship, um, that is that's another way. Uh, and then the fourth, and this is one that has been really interesting as we've dug in, is uh, these advisors talk about having a coach or mentor. Um, such an interesting space, especially as you talk about uh, folks who are potentially aging out of the industry at some point. Right. They need to start figuring out, what am I going to do with my business? Um, and they can learn from a coach and a mentor. And I, I just think there's a great deal of humility in saying, I need, I'm, I'm a top of the top producer. I still have a coach or mentor, right? right. That There's a, a great deal of humility, I think, that, that really speaks volumes. And here's another co- uh, quote that we had that that spelled us, spells this us out. Something we've done differently is hire a business coach. That's been a game changer for me personally, just teaching me how to be a better leader, how to be a better producer, how to communicate better with people. That's a big thing we've added here recently that I think has made a big difference in what we're doing. Um, I think it's such a good thing. And and I I love the, the, uh, the quote in the multitude of counsel, there's wisdom, right? Right? Surround yourself with people smarter than you in a certain area, maybe that you're not super proficient in, or you just want to get better at. I think it's great. I I think that's another great quote. And, you
0: know, agents can set themselves up for short-term and long-term success with their clients by just having a coach or
1: having a mentor by their side. Yeah. And so the last kind of piece around this, Uh, Is all around communication skills. And I love that it was even mentioned in that last quote that, you know, communication is something we should always be working on. It's just like a muscle group. You got to keep working on it to get better. Um, I think of, I'm sure all of our parents told us, you have two ears and one mouth. You should be listening twice as much as you're talking. Some people probably more than that. Um, And so the idea is that you want the client to be the one talking, giving you information, helping you kind of understand and learn. And it just kind of lays the groundwork for that type of relationship. So, um, you know, the top producers, they all kind of start at some point might be different, but these are kind of the big things. Don't stop growing. Be a networker around relationships build those relationships by offering value in different areas. Communication skills um, are, is a big piece of it. And then that business coach or mentor is really something to consider. I, I, you talk about communication. I think that's so important.
0: And um, I think it was Steve Martin who said, some people have a way with words and others not have way. <laughs> so, yeah. So for all those agents who have their foundation built, what's the next step for them along their journey?
1: Yeah, so the journey is kind of the fun part, right? Um, you can't, you don't just show up, you know, at the apex, right? There, there is a climb, there is a, a way to get there. So, again, we have a couple steps that we dug into with this research, and the first is um, to be number one, to be client focused. Um, it sounds simple, uh, it should be simple, but it can be difficult in just the normal day to day grind of what you're doing. But are you doing the right thing for your client? I've always said good things happen when you do good things. So when you are client focused, good things happen for your business. Um, So keeping those clients' needs and goals top of mind, first and foremost. And that's what the advisors told us, screamed at us. Client number one, ethical relationships, um, with the clients of doing the right thing, um, we'll just we'll just carry you through. You you got to feel good about yourself when you go home at the end of the day. Exactly, exactly, and treat them like you you know golden rule, right? Yep. Somehow somehow that has not <laughs> changed in our society, but you know treat people like you want to be treated. Uh, the second, and you know we are an industry of acronyms, right? Right, can't get away from them. Um, the second is around an acronym uh, EPE, which stands for educate, personalize, empower. And really, this is just a really nice process to think through. So, you know, first, let's start with the first E, educate. Um, Really, how do you tell a simple story? We know financial services and products can sometimes feel a little complicated or look overwhelming, but ultimately, there's a single story, simple story that you can tell. And so, are you a type of communicator and uh, agent or advisor who can really give a good narrative to a story, right. really educate it's kind of to the core value prop of what that product is or that services. Um, you know, the P then is personalized. So how does that then mesh with that particular client story? We just talked about being client focused. Well, you need to know how their specific situation is going to fit that story you just told and help them understand that you, you understand them as a unique client. And by the way, not just a, um, you know, if it's a potential husband and wife, individually. How right. does it relate to each of them? Don't just talk to one, talk to each of them. And then as a collective group. And so then lastly, so we've, we've, we've told a simple story. We've educated the client on the, the situation. We've personalized it to their situation. And then finally, it, the last E is empower. Um, and this is, we all would want to feel this way is I'm the one making the decision. You are kind of walking alongside me as a guide. Um, you, you, We want advisors, and and the best ones know this, they're not the heroes of the story. Their client is the hero of their story. But they can walk alongside as a guide and help the client ultimately make the decision so that they feel empowered in control of their financial future.
0: You know, I like that EP acronym a lot. Uh, I think it's an easy way for all of our
1: agents to remember that they need to educate, personalize, and empower their clients. Yep. One more acronym, you know, to, to throw in the whole story right. there. So, um, so we talked about client focused, our uh, EPE acronym, educate, personalize, empower. The lastly um, is around teamwork. And this is what I kind of mentioned a little bit too, around that multitude of counsel is wisdom. Um, But making sure you have partnerships or connections, you know, partnership may seem too formal, but connections around your business so that you can help point a client to other areas that maybe you are not specialized in. So um, these folks, these folks that that got across this journey didn't just start their small business and on an island just right, became great. They stood on the shoulders of giants, right? I love that phrase. They learned from others. And then they formed relationships with other areas, other avenues of the business to help them get better in each one to help collectively kind of a, you know, rising tide raises all boats, they just sort of collectively got better. So, you know, surrounding yourself with that team. um, One thing we did see is that, you know, these top advisors now have their office staff are they would say, are the heroes for them. They're the ones that really are carrying the water every day. They're the people people who are finding clients, working with them. It's that their back office that has been so well-trained and um, great at sort of conducting their business that's helped them. Yeah, that's
0: all fantastic information for any of our agents looking to reach the peak of success.
1: Yep, yep. So, um, you know, it's it's been interesting digging into it. Uh, I think there's some some obvious ahas you know of just like oh yeah well clients first right naturally naturally right but there are some unique areas I think need to be explored more the business coach the mentor Um, I would even flip it the other way are you if you're in that top producer um, sort of space and this all of this research is just affirming what you're doing are you a mentor or coach to someone else I think we heard that a lot of I want to do it I just don't know who needs a coach who wants a mentor maybe they think they have it all you know they're a young 25-year-old young gun that feels like they have it all figured out. They don't feel like they need it, but they really do, and and that's what what we found.
0: Yeah, well, I think you've presented such great information in this episode today, and I know that we have even more great info for our agents. We just don't have enough time today to pack it all into one episode. So we've never asked a guest to do this, but how about coming back for part two? Okay, two-parter. I can do it. All right. Uh, So thanks for tuning in.
1: Uh, I'm your host, Chris Nelson, and
0: I'll see you soon for part two.
1: Well, and Chris, I'll give you, if we're going to do part two, I'll give you a little sneak peek preview Then, if we're going to jump in, you know, it it probably doesn't surprise you. There are a lot of obstacles and barriers and rejection that you can get as a salesperson, small business owner. Um, I think we want to jump into that area specifically. And, you know, I'm a big, uh, I'm I'm a nerd on philosophy and there's um, one individual who sticks out named Mike Tyson who once said, everyone has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. Right. So you can be a gung-ho salesperson, small business owner, but until you get that series of no's and rejection, how do you respond to that? So I think that'll be a good tease for episode two.
0: Excellent. Thank you for tuning in to part one of today's episode of Midland Unplugged. I'm your host, Chris Nelson, and I look forward to seeing you for part two soon.